Hey there, friends. Welcome back to another episode of the Bible in Life podcast. My name is John, and I am the host of the Bible in Life, and I'm grateful for you. Glad you're here. Here on the Bible in Life, our goal is to provide what I like to call blue jeans theology. And what I mean by that is just down-to-earth Bible teaching, Bible teaching that's rooted in the language of everyday life, that's connected to the context of everyday life with the express goal that you and I can follow Jesus right in the midst of our everyday life. So that's what we're all about here on The Bible and Life. And I'm glad you're here joining me on this episode and that you're part of the Bible and Life family. Whether it's your first time listening or whether you have been listening since day one of The Bible and Life and everything in between, just glad you're here. And I pray you find this helpful to your faith and your faithfulness to Jesus. Over the last handful of weeks, we have been in this series that I'm simply calling Be and Make Disciples. And the reason for that is that's the mission that Jesus gave us. Go and make disciples. And he told us how to do it there in Matthew 28. And so we talked about that on the very first episode in this series. And so we're just exploring various things related to what does it mean to live as a disciple and how can we participate in that mission of making disciples. Be and Make Disciples. And last week on the podcast, we talked about the gospel. What is the gospel? And the reason that's important is because we haven't always done a very good job at communicating the gospel in a way that helps us understand when we're saying yes to the gospel, we're actually saying yes to being a disciple. Uh, Somewhere along the lines, I don't know exactly when in church history, uh, somehow we started preaching the gospel primarily as a plan of salvation whereby you get sort of your ticket to heaven and now you're saved, right? Um, And that's not the gospel that the early church preached. We see the apostles preaching in the book of Acts. The gospel they preach is that Jesus is King and Lord, risen from the dead, uh, granting people forgiveness of sins and calling all people to loyalty to himself. And that gospel is the gospel that moves us into discipleship. And the reason I bring that up on this episode is because of what I want to talk about here is that when you or I, when we, when we said, I want to be a Christian, when we said yes to the gospel, what we were saying is, I want to be a disciple. To be a Christian is to be a disciple. To believe the gospel is to be a disciple. And so we signed on to be disciples of Jesus, whether we knew it or not, whether it was clear or not, whether the gospel that we preached was actually um, helpful in us seeing that or not. We are disciples of Jesus if we call ourselves a Christian. So what I want to talk about on this episode is... um, Where does discipleship begin and to what end does it aim? So what is the beginning and the end of discipleship? And remember our definitions. We said a disciple is somebody who is arranging their life to be with Jesus in order to become like Jesus. That's a disciple. And then we said discipleship is simply the process of living as a disciple living out um, your discipleship to Jesus. So, what is the beginning point of discipleship, living as a disciple? Well, here's the beginning point. Discipleship begins 
with confidence in Jesus. Why would you arrange your life to be with Jesus, to learn from him how to do life his way? Why would you arrange your life to be with Jesus if you didn't have confidence in him? So when we say that being a disciple means arranging your life to be with Jesus, the real catalyst for that is, I trust him. I got confidence in him. I think this guy knows what he's talking about. I want to listen to him. I want to learn from him. That is the catalyst for discipleship. And when we say that we have confidence in Jesus, let me just put a little flesh and bones on what we're saying by that by looking at a couple passages of Scripture. One is Colossians chapter 2. Colossians 2 in verse 3, this is how Paul describes Jesus. He says that Jesus is the one in whom are hidden all the treasures of wisdom and knowledge. Notice that. All the treasures of wisdom and knowledge. Not most, not some, not a lot. All. That in Jesus are all the treasures of wisdom and knowledge. He is the treasure chest of wisdom and knowledge. That Jesus is the smartest person in any room. That Jesus is the most intelligent person in the entire universe. He is the treasure chest of wisdom and knowledge. And when the Bible uses the word wisdom, wisdom means the skill of living. Like you understand, you grasp the skill of living. The goal of imparting wisdom in the Bible is to impart that, the skill of wisdom. So the wisdom literature in the Old Testament, Proverbs and some of that, it's, it's passing on wisdom in the art and the skill of living. And what this is saying is Jesus, the treasure chest of that. So when we say that discipleship begins with confidence in Jesus, this is part of the confidence we have. Jesus knows best. His way of life is the best. His wisdom for the skill of living, that's good stuff. It's better than anybody else's. He's the treasure chest of that. And so Paul says he wants us, in Colossians 2, he's saying he wants us to to be fully grounded in that, fully rooted in that, fully immersed in that, because this is who Jesus is. And so discipleship begins with confidence that Jesus knows the most about how to do life. Another piece of this confidence in Jesus, Matthew chapter 11, verses 28 and 29. It's words of Jesus himself where Jesus says, Come to me, all who are weary and heavy laden, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me, for my yoke is easy and my burden is light, and you will find rest for your souls. Jesus' call there in Matthew 11, 28 and 29 is that his yoke, which is his way of life, his teaching, his instruction, his yoke in the language of discipleship and or a rabbi and disciple, his yoke is his teaching, his way. So take my yoke upon you means to take my way on you. Why? Because it'll bring rest to your whole being, rest to your soul. And so part of this confidence is, again, that Jesus knows best, his way of life is the best, and it's good for us. It'll bring rest to our lives. This is really what uh, is being gotten at in John chapter 10, verse 10, when again, Jesus says, I have come that they might have life 
and have it abundantly or literally have it overflowing. Like life will just percolate within them and overflow out of them. That's what Jesus offers. And so discipleship begins with confidence that Jesus is the expert at life, that he can give us a way of life that will bring us rest and overflowing sense of life. That's where discipleship begins. Again, why would we attach ourselves to somebody who we didn't think actually knew anything, who we didn't have confidence in? And so being with Jesus begins by believing that, you know what, I want to attach myself to him because I actually think I, he, he knows best and I have confidence in him. So that's the catalyst for discipleship to Jesus. And we said that being a disciple means you're, you're arranging your life to be with him. That withness is a relational connection, a relational commitment, right? I am with him. And it's intentional. You're arranging yourself to do that. Um, you're rearranging your time, your schedule, your activities uh, to be connected to Jesus and to involve Jesus in what you have to do in life so that you and Jesus are having real experiences together. And you're doing that because you have confidence that Jesus knows best how to do life. Now, what does that look like in down-to-earth livable language? What does it mean to arrange your life to be with a person, even a person like Jesus who is alive and present, though not visible, right? Well, if you're going to arrange your life to be with a person, uh, you plan times together. You talk to each other throughout the day. Um, you listen closely to what the other person thinks and values. Um, it, you ask them questions, right? Like you arrange your life around that relational commitment to them. And it's really the same with Jesus. If we're going to practice discipleship to Jesus, then we're going to arrange our life around a relational commitment to Jesus. So we'll plan times to be with him. Uh, during our day and during our week, we'll, we'll plan extended times. We'll um, have shorter conversations. We'll check in with him throughout the day, just like I check in with my wife throughout the day, right? Um, when um, we're, we're busy and we're focused on other things, you know, he may not be like physically on our mind at that moment because we're focusing on other things. Nevertheless, we know he's with us. And when our mind is free, we might... Um, uh, pray and communicate some thoughts to him. We're going to listen to his teaching and we're going to try to understand his way of life and make sure we get it figured out. So we're going to read it and we're going to think about it. We're going to talk to him about it. And we're going to involve Jesus in the things we have to do in life so that he's a part of our life and we're a part of his life and we're kind of doing life together. Um, that's what it means to arrange your life to be with Jesus. So discipleship begins with Confidence that, that Jesus knows best. I want to attach myself to him, to learn from him. So then we arrange our life to be with him. Now, where does discipleship end? What does it aim towards? Well, it aims towards being like him. We arrange our life to be with Jesus in order to become like Jesus. And when we say like Jesus, we mean like him in character and mission. And the, here's the thing. The core of that is love. Uh, the two greatest commandments are love the Lord your God with all your heart, soul, strength, and mind, and love your neighbor as yourself. On these things, Jesus says, hang the, 
all the law and the prophets. Like this is the this is the core. This is the hub. Loving God and loving other people, the people in our sphere of influence, the people that we interact with. And so discipleship towards Jesus aims at learning to love God, learning to love our neighbors, learning to love our enemies, learning to love the people we interact with, just like Jesus did. That's the aim. That's the goal. So how do you know when you have arrived at maturity as a disciple? How do you know when you've become like Jesus? Well, when you love God and you love others the way Jesus loves you and loves them and loves God, right? When you're capable of loving other people, even your enemies, the way Jesus loves them, then you have arrived at the goal of discipleship. Now, that obviously clarifies it, but it doesn't simplify it, right? We know now where we're aiming, but that's also a very high standard and a very tall task. And so our discipleship to Jesus is a process of learning to love God and other people just like Jesus does. And that happens by being with him and letting him transform us by his spirit and his word from the inside out. And when we talk about spiritual growth, that's probably a fairly common phrase in your Christian experience, spiritual growth. When we talk about spiritual growth, what we're, what we're really talking about is the process of becoming like Jesus by means of discipleship. Spiritual growth is the process of becoming like Jesus, learning to love God and love others like Jesus does through discipleship to Jesus. That's what spiritual growth is. And so as we grow to maturity spiritually, what we're actually doing is we're, by means of discipleship to Jesus, we are becoming like Jesus from the inside out. We're not just hanging religious activities and religious ornaments on the outside of our life. The goal is to become like Jesus from the inside out so that uh, our character is fully changed. So as Dallas Willard would say, we regularly and routinely, almost as second nature, do the things that Jesus would do if Jesus were in our place because our character has become like him. The, uh, the internal furniture of our heart and our soul, our inner being, is like Jesus's, right? We want what he wants. We love what he loves. We see what he sees, and thus we do what he would do if he were in our place. That's the goal. And the heart, the core of that is love, loving God and loving others just the way Jesus has loved us. So let me just summarize. Discipleship begins with having confidence in Jesus. And discipleship occurs as we arrange our life to be with Jesus, and it aims at becoming like Jesus, specifically like him in the way we love God and the way we love all kinds of other people. Now, how do we get there? What's the path from beginning as a disciple who says, I think Jesus knows best, I want to become like him, I want to learn from him, and then actually being like him from the inside out? What's the path in between? That's what we're going to talk about on next week's episode is how do we do that? What's the path? What are the parts of that path to go from, okay, I got confidence in Jesus. Now I want to become like him and love like he does. We will look at that path on next week's episode, but let me end this episode simply with this encouragement. You can be pretty remedial at loving like Jesus loves. You can be pretty remedial 
at having the character of Christ and still be his disciple. Because a disciple is simply someone who says, I am learning from him. And in the early stages, when we're learning something, we're usually not very good at it. Think of learning a foreign language. It feels foreign, particularly at first. It's awkward. The words are weird. The letters might even be different, like when I was learning Greek, right? Or Hebrew. Um, that's It's hard. Or think of learning a new skill. I had a friend who was going to be, um, thought he wanted to be a, an electrician. So he started out simply as doing grunt work as an electrician, right? And he's pretty remedial. But he'll get better if he sticks with the process, if he continues to listen to the person that he's apprenticing to, correct? And the same is true with discipleship. It starts simply by saying, I think Jesus knows best. He really is the treasure chest of wisdom and knowledge. He is the one who can really teach me how to do life so that I have rest for my soul and overflowing life. I'm going to pay attention to him. I'm going to learn from him. And then over time, we'll, we'll get better. We'll get better and we'll adopt his character until eventually we'll be a little bit more like Jesus. And maybe we'll actually begin to love God and love others in a way that more approximates the way Jesus is love. It was shown to other people as well. And so even if we feel like, man, I'm kind of I'm kind of rough cut disciple right now, that's all right. That's the place to start. And you just keep with the process. And through that attachment to Jesus, um, Jesus teaches you how to become like him. All right, we'll put some details on that in next week's episode as we look at the path and the parts of the path and maybe help us meet, even self-assess where we're at on the path. We'll look at all of that on next week's episode. But this helps us at least know where we begin, confidence with Jesus, where we end, loving like Jesus loved, loving God, loving others, including our enemies like Jesus loved us. That's, that's the beginning. That's the ending. Next week, We'll talk about the path in between those two points. Hey, thanks for tuning in to this episode of the Bible and Life podcast. Thanks to all of you who make the Bible and Life possible by your faithful, generous support. Um, this podcast, the listener's commentary, having an impact on thousands of people all around the world. And that's only possible because of people who have a generous heart and a kingdom vision like you. So thanks a ton for your support. And if you want to join the team of supporters, you can go to johnwhitaker.net johnwicker.net, click the give button, and that'll take you to a page where you can set up a one-time or a monthly donation. Just put in the month, the amount that you want to give, and then there's a little box that says make this a monthly donation. You can click that if you want to make it monthly. And all donations are received in partnership with World Family Mission, a registered nonprofit. So thanks a ton for your support. God bless you. I look forward to talking with you again next week.